Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Join us for our free kickoff event February 24th through the 28th, featuring some of the world's cutting-edge mind-body-spirit healers, coaches, and leaders. Learn more at tanyapenny.com. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Expert Series, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting-edge mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom, their tools, so that you can move beyond your fears, self-doubts, limiting beliefs, plus heal pain, illness, and trauma. I'm your host, Tanya Penny, self-love catalyst, vibrant body, and abundant life coach. And I'm devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so that you can enjoy a healthy body, peaceful mind, and balanced lifestyle. You really do deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. So today I am super excited to share with you the wisdom of Nadia El Maghrabi. So today we're going to be diving into another one of the 10 keys of the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint. And Nadia and I today are going to be diving into stressing less, life balance, and nurturing you so that you can have a healthy body and abundant life. So let me tell you a little bit about Nadia. Nadia is a licensed psychotherapist and holistic health advocate. She works with clients using a 360-degree approach, focusing on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of their being. She has spent her life following her heart and doing what feels right for her, and is uniquely qualified to help others do the same. She she offers seasonal clean eating and gut rebuilding programs that guide clients to overhaul their health from the inside out using an easy process. She is a strong advocate for personal responsibility and helps her clients find simple ways to incorporate radical self-care into their daily routine. She truly believes that through sisterhood, you can begin to nourish your hopes, dreams, and desires. So let's give a warm welcome to Nadia. Hello, Nadia. Hi, Tanya. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You are so welcome, Nadia. I am just I just love it when people come together the way um, way we have. Um, you were introduced to me by 
another wonderful, amazing leader and coach, uh, Vasavi, who's also uh-huh. a part of this amazing kickoff series. And um, uh-huh. she said, you've, you've, if you've got any room left, you've got to talk to my, my client, Nadia. And I said, all right, bring it on, because you fit the perfect, pretty much the perfection of the stress less and balance you topic that we're diving into today. So um, I'm, I'm really, really excited, too. I love how that lines up, and that's wonderful because that's, yeah, that's one of the things that I love to speak about and help people to create more of stressing less and living a happier and more nourishing life. So I love that it worked out the way that it did. Everything um, unfolds in divine time, and um, <laughs> there is no, there are no coincidences, I believe. So, so with that, that let's true. go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and dive in. What does, as I'm asking all of the experts, what does having a vibrant body and abundant life look like, mean like for you today? I know that can change over the course of our lifetime, but but what does that mean to you, and what does that look like for you today? Having a vibrant body for me looks like feeling it look I feel good in my body. It means that I can do the things that I want to do physically without pain and feeling energized and well rested. It it means that I can go throughout my day and flow throughout my day and do all of the things that that are meaningful to me with with ease and mm. you know if it, if it is interacting with my children or picking them up or moving things or or exercising or going outside and playing whatever it is that I can I can feel alive and pain-free and happy in my body so that is what having a vibrant body means for me and then an abundant life is it the life is full of things that I love to do. It's having a, being able to go from one thing to the next and enjoying those things and setting my day up in a way that I'm looking forward to the things that I get to do instead of having the mentality of like, oh, I have to do this. Uh, and that's and that's something that's kind of, that's changed for me over the years. It's like no, I want to enjoy my life and to really cherish those things, even if it is something that it's not, you know, the the on the top of my list. But finding the joy in that. Oh, I love um, that, Nadia. I think you just said two really important things there. First of all, you you mentioned the word ease. And that is actually my word for 2017. I always pick a word every year and ease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so everything, like receiving it all with ease. And then the other thing that you said that is so, I love it. And I've, I myself have been really focusing on that is bringing joy, more joy into my life with everything that I do. Even if it's the so-called um, to-do list, you know, like going to the bank or going grocery shopping or, <laughs> you know, some of those mm-hmm. things that doing your taxes, some of those things that maybe the ego says is not very fun, right? <laughs> right, right. 
And it is. I think it's a matter of perspective, right? And, yeah, not everything that we get to do throughout our day is going to be, you know, the highest on our list, like doing texts, which, of course, you know, that is the time of year. And (laughs) there is (laughs) there is something, you know, when I get started doing that, which I'm in the process right now, it's like, oh, you know, it's there is some fun in it. And it's like, it's like getting started. It's hard. But once I do, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. So it's like there's a sense of accomplishment. There's a sense of like, okay, here's what happened over this past year and kind of reliving the year through going through expenses and and earning. What can you do? And what can you do to make it fun, right? Whatever, whatever it is. Right. Right now we're talking about taxes because, yes, it's, it's it's very present in uh, in yeah. our lives right now while we're doing the interview. Um, but yeah, even even you know whether it's um, you know I like to play music like fun music when I'm doing my taxes. Sometimes I light a candle. Maybe I have some of my juju essential oils in the background, and um, mm-hmm. maybe even it may it might even mean I'm having a glass of wine while I do my taxes. So there you go. <laughs> Right, maybe not too many, but one or two is is perfect. Yeah, maybe not yeah. a whole, maybe not the whole bottle because then who knows what the taxes will look like. But um, <laughs> so um, and this is great to dive into this too because you know really when you're bringing joy to everything in your life, like if that's your focus, then again it really does help to decrease our perceived stress. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so really mm-hmm. moving into that topic today of stress and life balance and nurturing you. So why is it important? You know, everyone knows my soapbox of why it's important. But, but why do you feel it's important that we really learn ways to manage and lessen our stress and have more life balance so that we can have the healthy body and abundant life? When we have less stress, we're more able to enjoy our lives. And so finding ways to stress less, I, th- I think, is incredibly important. And to even recognizing that we are stressed. Because sometimes I think we go through life and we're constricted and things aren't working the way we want them to. And, but we don't, might not even realize that we are stressed. Oh, I think you just brought up a really important point there that I think is, I mean, I I have, it's so crazy how even myself, until I I got that diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, um, I knew I, I maybe knew I was stressed, but I didn't even know to the extent of it, right? So Mm -hmm. I think our stress levels, our baseline is so high for a lot of yeah. people that we don't even realize it because we've been in it for so long. So like when you're working with your clients, what are some what are some of like the ways that like people that are listening right now, you can say okay, these are some of the the ways that you know that you're stressed out, like mentally, physically and emotionally. What might you be experiencing? So one of the things that you might be experiencing, I I like to go inward, go into the body and just feel. So like taking some deep breaths and feeling what's there because you may, when you when you do that, like close your eyes and sit quietly and just take a few deep breaths and really feel what's going on in your body and is there tightness anywhere? Is there pain anywhere? 
Like notice what you feel. This is one of the I, ways that we can kind of see, you know, like yeah. is there tight, like in the neck and shoulder area, what does that feel like? So what I'm hearing you say is, number one, first we have to slow down enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, right. Right? So first we have to actually mm-hmm. take time, right, take time and slow down and tune in to the breath and the body. And I yeah. totally agree. The body never lies is what I tell my clients. Mm-hmm. Right? The body never lies. So whether it's an illness or whether it's tightness, whether it's a headache, you know, even taking time to slow down and notice what's in your body mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. key to, you know, everyone wants life balance. And it's like, well, you've got to slow down and you've got to tune in to have it. And to really feel what's there and and notice what's there. Because I think so many times we just get wrapped up in the next to do, the next to do, and we're unaware of how we are really feeling. And it we're looking outside of ourselves for that next thing or to be, we want this or we want that, but really to find peace, to find what it is that we're looking for, we need to go inward. And part of that is seeing the stress that's there and then in implementing some tools to manage that stress. And even just that process of going in can help us to manage the stress. Or, or implementing a, a meditation or breathing exercises every day, doing something that that facilitates us going inward, so that that helps can, you to slow down and go inward, right? You know, sometimes exactly. we need yeah, sometimes we need tools. You know, the, the the whole thing with stress that I have found, and and maybe you have found it too, is that sometimes we even stay really busy. Because we Mm -hmm. really, as much as we want to change the thing that is stressing us out, we're kind of afraid to really look at it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. We're we're kind of afraid to even really look at the underlying cause. Mm -hmm. So it's like once we we tune in and, and... and listen to the breath in the body and realize, like, oh, my God, I, I am really stressed, and this is showing me that. Now it's like, okay, what's causing it? And that can bring up a lot of fear for people, and I think that's why a lot of people don't want to slow down and tune in. What do you, what do you feel mm-hmm. about that? I think that we live in a, an extremely stressful society, and in a way we take that for granted. By, mm. And what I mean is that we just assume this is how we're supposed to feel. And we it's almost get like a trophy up. for some people too. Yeah. Yeah. Or and to keep so busy. You know, and that's yeah. like you you had a good point there that we keep ourselves so busy. I mean that's something to notice. Like is that is that a need? Is that like do I feel like I have to be doing something all the time? And what is what would it be like if I don't do that? Like what would it be like if I just sit down and relax or, you know, have a couple on the porch or go play with my kids for 10 minutes or 20 minutes Ooh, and notice. Yeah, you're, you just yeah. brought up the half-twos, right? That do I really need, right? So do I really need mm-hmm. to do all these things that I think I need to do that are actually maybe creating a lot of stress, right? Because I'm too busy. And right. really looking at, you know, one of the things I ask my clients is, what, what are the half-twos, shoulds, and supposed tos that you've mm-hmm. been telling yourself that are keeping you so busy and they're not even really, it's not even really true. 
Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> and how many things have we been doing repetitively that we don't necessarily have to do? And no. so one of the things that I like to do with my clients is is, is that too, like, like we can create new habits. And so it's about adding in more than taking away. Because when we add in, like if we add in meditation, for example, that might take away other things in our lives that aren't as supportive and nurturing to us. Mm. If we yeah. add in clean yeah, and if we add in clean foods to our diet, like more vegetables, more whole foods, less packaged foods, that will you know, when we add in those healthier foods, we will be less likely to reach for the packaged foods. When we have some prepared healthy foods in our refrigerator that we have prepared, then we don't need to go to the pantry and get some crackers or a box of cookies. I think that is especially true with nutrition. You know, I talk, when we talk about nurturing you, um, I often talk about the, you know, nutrition, rest, and movement. And a lot of times, you know, people come with that belief system, right? Like you, like we're denying ourselves or we're taking something away. So that's why I'm really yeah. glad that you brought up that adding in piece. Because like you said, if you're adding in more of like veggies and those things, then the other things may be bumped out a little bit and it, it, you know, or you uh-huh. won't even reach for them. And the same thing like for meditation too. I often hear, I'm sure you hear it too, how am I going to make time for meditation? And uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what your answer is, but, but mine is, well, maybe if you take time to meditate, you'll do less of those unhealthy stress habits, watching TV, uh-huh. um, you know, whatever, eating too much, whatever it is, right? Um, mm-hmm. by, adding, by adding that in. So I, do you find right. that to be true and something that you, you come up with with your clients as well? <laughs> and I'll, I'll just encourage people, like, you've got five minutes, right? Like, you can spare five minutes. Like, start there. Even start with a one-minute meditation and doing a breathing exercise for one minute because it's something. And for somebody that feels like they can't do that, it's like most people can commit to one minute. And then they can My dear, I think you just brought up a most important point because I talk about how that all or nothing thinking is what you're is maybe what you're also alluding to. A lot of people think yeah. if I don't if I don't you know run for 60 minutes or if I don't meditate for 30 minutes or if I don't do yoga for a full hour, like fill in the blank, right? It's like that perfection uh-huh. or that all or nothing thinking. It can totally uh-huh. hold us back, and it causes a lot of stress, right? Right, it does. And it's not about it's not about perfection. I mean, that's not what life is about. Life is a, a process, and I like to think of it as a game, or we're playing, and we get to like if we get to meditate and sit and breathe for five minutes, how exciting is that? And it's not <laughs> we don't have to think about oh, I have to do this now for the rest of my life. We get to think of like, oh, I get to sit and, and enjoy myself for five minutes and see what's going on in my inner world. Mm, and that can beautiful. open up just a, a world of vastness. So when people say to you, I don't have enough time, because that's the most common, right? That's the most common thing I come up against when people come to me and they say, I'm so stressed. I don't have enough life balance. I don't even have time to nurture me. What do you, 
What do you say to your people? What do you suggest to the people that are listening to this around time? Because that really is probably the biggest thing that will hold us back. I know, and that's been a big one for me, too, is time. And I feel like that's (laughs) one this past year that I've been working on a lot is to kind of unhook from that, not enough time. I want to do this, 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 this. And part of that, I think, is really prioritizing what is important. So what Uh. is what are your most important priorities? And, you know, for most people, it's it's family, right? I mean, if we have kids, it's family. But do we prioritize that? It's, you know, wanting to do well at work. Okay. Um, All of those things. So whatever it is that's most important to you, what do you need to be able to give that your all? If you're not feeling well, if you're not taking care of yourself and nurturing yourself, you're only able to give 75% to your work that you love or 75% or your family, right? So whether it's, mm-hmm. whether it's work or family, because I do think for a lot of people, I love that whole, like, get clear on what your priorities are. And a lot of people, it's it's not just work, even though that's where most people tend to spend most of their time. And right. you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, uh-huh. if, if you know, you gotta you've gotta get clear on work alone is not a priority. You know, my family's also a priority. My health, obviously, uh-huh. a lot of people are listening to this series, um, are listening in because they have mental, physical, or emotional illness, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people that are here are have that. And so, you know, we we have to really look at can we even give what we want to these other areas if our health is not being taken care of? Right? right? If if physically, mentally and emotionally we're not in a good place. Um mm-hmm. you know, we can't be the then super how- women we're we're here to be or men. <laughs> right. Right. And that yeah, and how are we showing up for other people if we can't really show up for ourselves? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, we, we have so much more to give when we feel filled up. And I know it sounds, it sounds like counterintuitive to many people when they're, they're not in, they haven't been making their own self-care a priority, but mm. I, I I encourage people to try that, to really try to put themselves first and to be selfish because by being selfish and and caring about ourselves and treating ourselves like we would want to treat our, you know, sweet little child or, or animal or whatever it is that we love so much and treating ourselves with that kind of care and love, it will transform our lives. And and I know many of us have had that message throughout our lives that, you know, putting ourselves first is being selfish and you should be selfless. You should put especially everyone women. before yourself. Right. It's, I think right. And that's part of that women, super, right? um, super, super woman. Woman. Mm-hmm. I had that messaging and, you know, and still do to an extent where it's like, oh, I should be able to do it all. Like I should be able to, you know, work and, uh, Take care of Work my family. Work for the hours. Take care of my family. 
and it's and I, you know I I've, I I think I'm pretty I've been pretty good about asking for help because that's another part of this is asking for help. You know, I get I get a lot of help with my kids from my mom and my mother-in-law who are amazing and have helped me um, so that it, it it's allowed me to do some of the things that are important for me, knowing that I can count on them to help out with certain things. I mean, and that's from when they were small, too. I and, think that support piece is huge, um, Nadia, and I know we talked a little bit about it before we before we jumped uh-huh. on today. Um, that that is part of the superwoman syndrome that so many women and men too, you know, I don't want to leave mm-hmm. them out. Um, no, it's but true. you know, we've been conditioned growing up, right? And when I say conditioned, like you said, messaging, I use the word conditioning. It's the same thing. Growing up, we saw, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't know what you saw, but I saw my mom totally be a people pleaser, try to do things for other people and really didn't take always time out for herself and really maybe didn't even know how to nurture herself either. And I saw Mm -hmm. my dad, you know, he was kind of a workaholic. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I grew up with that conditioning and I'm guessing, you know, you've had your own version of that. Yeah, it's pretty similar actually. Definitely pretty similar. And everything's supposed to be contained of in the home. Whereas really, like, humans aren't, it's not necessarily the best way for us to live just as a nuclear family. We are communal people. And I think, like, just to be truly happy as a society, we need to move back to more of that way of living, at least of reaching out to our neighbors and reaching out to people in our community that we can count on and to support each other in ways that, that we're I able love the to virtual. Our- <laughs> I love the virtual world, but I think you're onto something here. Um, mm-hmm. That many of us have, you know, it's almost like we've been, isol- we've been isolating ourselves for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And, and so really, you know, reaching out and asking and delegating, right, so that you can have support. So you Mm -hmm. have, like you said, the time to either, you know, meditate or the time to go meet friends because you can't just have all work or all, quote, unquote, family stuff either. You've got to have the play, the alone time. I call it me me time versus we time, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You you need all, all of that is needed to have that life balance. So right. it's, it's right. time to hang up our superwoman cape and um, ask for support. And it might even look like hiring someone to clean the house. You know what I mean? It's right. So it's, <laughs> I, I, I definitely, help. you know, yeah, or a babysitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or help prepare meals. You know, some of us like to do things like that. Others of us don't. Some people, some moms like to take care of the kids more, and others, you know, like to cook more. You know, it's like we can. And share those responsibilities when we set it up with our neighbors and our friends so that Absolutely. we don't have to, to to do it all ourselves or to get together and make meals together or, um, you know, have the kids, you know, some have the kids over here one day and then over at another house one day and or get together 
with a group of people so that we're all doing some of these things together. And, you know, another thing that has been vital in my life is being part of a woman's group and organization where it's really been, um, we're connected on a, a, a meaningful level. It's like a spiritual level and a working with each other in a healing process and coming together. Like-minded, right? Like that like-minded community of of women and and men, right, that are on the same path that, gosh, because the stuff that we're going through, we need need a lot of emotional support. Yes, and coming together and seeing the best and the highest in each other. And I think that's, Mm. that's part of what we're missing in the the broader society is not getting that support as the highest version of me and like seeing each person in the community as being the in their highest good and wanting that for the other people in our community and when we hold that for each other we we are all elevated and we're all able to put our best foot forward and to stand in integrity when we're all holding ourselves at that higher level and not, you know, I think I, you know, in my past, I've been a part of groups where there's like, you know, it's like it, it, I, haven't I think you just, yes, I think you just hit something very important there. A lot of my clients, and maybe this is true for you because this was true for me as well, that we had that fear of actually reaching out, asking for support, or being in a group, because in the past, many of us have been in groups mm-hmm. that were mm-hmm. not supportive. They were either, they either didn't show up, or they actually criticized you or put you down. Mm-hmm. So and there's a lot I, of pain. It kind of feels like, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pain in those relationships and in ourselves, and that we need we need healing from. Like, so, you know, there's like, there's so much in what we're talking about and there's healing to be done, I think, on multiple levels and to realize that, you know, to realize like, you know, the the society that we've grown up in isn't necessarily a healthy society and it's okay to not feel great with the way that we've been raised or the way that we are right now and to recognize that and to recognize like, okay, you know what? This was not so good and I want it to be better. And this isn't I really working for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and to choose differently. So it's like, it kind of goes back to like noticing the stress in our bodies too, because this is, it's a part of it. And that's how we can heal is when we notice the stress, when we notice that tightness, we're like, what is that all about? And it can take us back to a memory from, and this is what I work with my clients on too, is like, okay, let's, what does that stress remind you of? And it could be something from childhood. It could be something from. It usually starts there. Yeah. And it it usually, usually oftentimes it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. Yes. One of so the, a lot of us. One of my. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was. I was just going to say one of my the fa- my favorite supervisors that I worked with with my in psychology focused on um, children from zero to five, like you know, just that young of an age, and so much happens in our mm. lives before the age of five, and so many things are set into motion before the age of five that we need to be able to undo and to recognize 
some of those things that it might be even pre-verbal to oh, yeah. have healing. In the womb. And to, and to, mm-hmm. In the womb even, right. Like if you're, then, one thing just popped in, like if your mom was really stressed out when you were, um, you know, in utero, uh-huh. right, you can be wired, yep. right? You could have, you could have, you know, t- taken on her emotions and it's all uh-huh. of that. So it's so, it's so important to remember that the stress, what I'm hearing you say is the stress is not just what is happening in your life right now. But the stress mm-hmm. that you've been carrying around in your body, uh, body, mind, spirit, really yeah. could be all the way back from in utero or childhood. And it, it, you, I think a, a big part of it often is. Yes, I think you're right. And and it's not like it's not a death sentence. It's not a, a, that doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a doomsday type of thing. We can heal from that. We can heal yeah. from even those things that we don't quite know what it is. It's still possible to heal 100 percent from those from those incidents. Well, and I and do I believe that it's our body knocking on the door, right? Letting us—it's actually our mm-hmm. body crying out when when we have a physical um, or emotional symptom. It's our body. It's really a part of us reaching out and asking for help and healing. Mhm. Mhm. That's what I believe. So you got to feel it to nice. heal it, right? Carolyn May says that. Hey. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's so true. And then, and yeah, feeling is is a huge thing. I mean, for me, I think that's been a part of my healing journey is just experiencing my feelings and allowing those feelings where I used to, you know, and I was conditioned to stop them before I'd actually feel them. But it's so essential and so important for us to really be able to go into those feelings and feel them completely. Because even though it seems like it's the scariest thing in the world, it's never going to end, you can be assured that it always will end. And when we can go through it, then on the other side of that, we will find an even happier and an even better life. So I think what you're saying right now, which is so important, I'm so glad you brought up um, the whole, what I'm hearing is that you, growing up, you were taught to stuff your emotions. Is that correct? Yeah, I would say yeah. so. Yeah, so a lot of, I mean, me too, right? Everyone can raise their hand um, if they were. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. one, or, one or both parents, right? One or both parents, you were taught to stuff your emotions. And maybe they didn't say it to you. Maybe they did. Maybe they actually said something. But but a lot of times it, was, it wasn't it was even, modeled. it was just what you saw, right? It was what you saw mm-hmm. growing up. You know, um, and we all have different emotions, I believe, that we're comfortable expressing and then those that are quote-unquote negative that we're not. And I find with a lot of my clients, right, that it's part of their stress is that they've cut off, like me and, you know, what happened to me and you, they cut off or turned off, stuffed their emotions. And so Mm -hmm. now it's in their body. And and really that's what's Mm -hmm. begging, right, to come out. Yeah. Right. And we can, it's like a key almost is that when we can allow ourselves to feel that and to go into those wherever there's the tightness or the feeling, it's it's, that we can unlock something from our past or something that will help us to be more whole and more who we are. 
And that will definitely lessen, you know, that will lessen the quote-unquote stress mentally, physically, and emotionally when we can just show mm-hmm. up and, and be present with our emotions and then, of course, feel emotions that were stuffed, like you said, from past situations and memories that we've been carrying around as baggage, right? Whatever that quote-unquote yeah. baggage looks like for you. So right. is there anything that you want to share um, like, how did you move into doing the work that you're doing today? Like, what from your what from your past or, or what pivotal point or situation in your life? Like, how did you get into doing the coaching work that you're doing um, today around stress and balance and and all that good stuff? It's been, uh, I would say, like a, a lifelong venture. Um, <laughs> little bit, little bits of healing along the way one of the biggest things that clued me in to the food aspect of of my work at was something that happened when I was in college um it was during finals week and I had a final in about half an hour and I found myself on the floor in my bathroom doubled over in with excruciating stomach pain and tears running down my face. And I didn't know what was going on or why this was happening. But as I Mm. was laying there, I realized that I had eaten nothing but Wendy's for the past two weeks straight. Whoa. I know. Single with cheese, student combo, Biggie Fry, (laughs) Biggie Diet Coke, extra ice. (laughs) I love it. For some people, it's McDonald's. For some people, it's Wendy's. (laughs) It was across the street from where I lived. My friends and I would go there all the time. It was, you know, easy. It was cheap. And it was the finals week. So it was like, okay, yeah, that's what I'm doing. You know, it's like, oh, it's a no-brainer. But, right. And these types of things had happened before, but it was becoming more frequent and with much more intensity. And, Mm. you know, there was always this nine sense, like, yeah, maybe this isn't the best thing. But this was the wake-up call that was like, yeah, this needs to stop. (laughs) I need to stop doing this. Your GI was talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it's like banging me upside the head. Um, And you know, it's not that I stopped eating fast food overnight because I didn't, but it was a realization that put me on the path to like I need to take care of my body. I need to put food in my body that's actually nourishing to my body. And I grew up eating relatively healthy, and I hadn't experienced this type of thing you know when I was living at at home but I realized like I needed to to take more care of myself and so that was like the impetus to really start me I'm looking at different ways to eat and really paying attention to how different foods made me feel and you know I think I've always had food sensitivities you know even growing up I had hives you know, and I realized now looking back, that was probably from wheat and dairy. And some of the things that I know now are my foods that don't necessarily, I, I don't do well with. And so it's been this kind of uncovering process because 
I've had, you know, and I also had intestinal issues growing up and as an adult. And once I've realized, like once I've found the foods that really work well for my body and avoid, for the most part, the foods that don't work well, everything runs smooth, smoothly. And I don't have those issues with allergies and those issues with constipation that I once, that were once just like a regular part of my life that I thought were an achy joint. All of that that I thought was like, oh, that's just, my, that's just who I am. It's like, no, actually, that's not. That's because of what I was eating. I have a question. It's like, I, I don't know if you found this to be true, but I, I also had a lot of GI, um, you know, stuff. And then, of course, looked at the food component of it finally, um, especially when I had the MS. Um, but, you know, I struggled with weight a long time as well. And did you find that? Once you took care of some of the other stress in your life, right, you made some, and not just food, but I'm talking about the other stress as well, that some of the food stuff, I'm not saying that you could completely go and eat, like, weed every day again or anything like that, but, I, like, I found for me that I could eat maybe a little bit more of the stuff that mm-hmm. would, have, would have totally torn me up in the past or, you know, yeah gas bloating, you know what I'm saying, constipation. Um, yeah. Once I took care of the other stressors in my life, I could maybe have a little, I wasn't quite as sensitive to those foods. Like I still manage, right, right. I, I, don't, I don't eat pizza every day or I don't go to McDonald's every day, but I could handle a little bit more of that if I took care of the quote-unquote other stress in my life. Definitely. I've definitely found that. And from healing my gut, from, you know, really being in it, for a period of time being more strict, it's been, it's allowed me now where I can mm-hmm. have a couple of slices of pizza. You know, my husband and I went sure. out to an event the other night and it was just hors d'oeuvres and I hadn't had anything else to eat and I ate them and I was fine and had a couple of glasses of champagne and I could feel like I noticed in my stomach the next day, like I felt um, like a little aggravation, um, like mm-hmm. acid feeling when I eat too many like acidic foods but that was it I mean I I just noticed it and I noticed like if I would do that for an extended period of time I would really feel aggravated (laughs) but no absolutely it didn't derail me you know I didn't have any awful symptoms but it's also about like yeah paying attention to those subtle things yeah and I I just had to bring that up yeah I just had to bring Mm -hmm. that up because because this is the thing I'm finding with so many of my clients is that, or not just my clients, but in, in general, people are so focused on shifting the food. And I think that is one piece to healing, right? To, yeah. to having a vibrant body. Mm-hmm. But we've got to remember there's more to it than just the food you eat. You've really got to, it's nurturing all parts of you, not just the food yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. And, and what is the pain? Where is the pain? And if, if there is like emotional eating, like, let's, let's look at that. What's going on? What, you know, there's reasons why we're doing that, why we're using food to fill our emotions. So let's go into the emotional aspect of that. Like, what are we running away from or what are we trying to cover up? Um, And I think one of the gateways, yeah, without Wendy's, (laughs) without destroying our health in the process. You know, it, it, yeah, it can be a gateway. I feel like food can be a gateway to understanding ourselves and to nourishing ourselves. You know, 
on a bigger level because food is one way to nourish ourselves, but really, like, how are we nourishing ourselves in our life? Like, how are we Absolutely. nourishing our relationships and our, how are they nourishing us? And Absolutely. in the bigger community, do we have uh, do we have people in our lives that we can depend on and we can count on and that we can that we trust multiple people? And if not, like let's look at that. And I think most people want that. They want to be in community with people. I mean, that's yes, like, that's yes. And I don't and I don't think they realize. I don't think they realize mm-hmm. that that could be a piece. You know, uh, a lot of my clients were like me in, in that they. You know, I, I seemed very social and very um, extroverted on the outside, but I didn't have a lot of close, you know, those friendships, those people that you could really count on. Yeah, And right. that was really, you know, a big piece. Yes, when I got the MS, of course I looked at my food and my nutrition and my supplements, and I, and I did that mm-hmm. piece. But then I also had to look at, like you said, how else? Am I nurturing me? And one area that I was lacking was a like-minded community of support um, and, and reaching out for those people. So I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up again. Um, I see that we're kind of getting close to our time. So one thing I do want to make sure that we do is we've, I know we've shared a lot in this interview. I mean, we've probably been sprinkling tips and tools throughout the interview um, for everybody listening. But what are some concrete um what are some concrete tips or tools that you would like to share with those people that are listening so that they can start stressing less, having more balance, nurture themselves more to fully have that vibrant body and abundant life? We talked about implementing meditation. I highly recommend some form of meditation, sitting and just being quiet as well as a breathing exercise and there's lots of um there's lots of, of availability on the internet to help with those things um and it can just be five minutes it, <laughs> it can just be five minutes it can just be you know sitting and breathing for two minutes of deep breath and that is going mm. to by implementing that like even doing it multiple times throughout the day even doing it once a day when you wake up, I think, it's, you know, it's going to set the scene for the rest of the day. So that's one thing that I always stress to my clients. And to, and, and it, the, the thing that's wonderful about that is it doesn't cost any money. <laughs> Anyone can do it anywhere. You know what? You know? I love that. Because sitting sitting silently and either watching your thoughts, meditating, or or just breathing, it's amazing. I'm actually writing a chapter in my book right now on breath connection and the amazing, Mm. like just how amazing the breath is. And Mm -hmm. when I worked at the rehab hospital, it was amazing. I would just teach people. um, I would just simply teach them what you're talking about to follow their breath in and out of their body with their eyes closed. And Mm. they would have amazing like results, like mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, and emotionally. It can be that simple, you know? It can be that simple. It really can be that simple. Um, another tip, another that I like to work with people on is is sleep. Making sure that mm. we're getting enough sleep. And, you know, if we're not getting rested sleep or if we need to use medication to help us sleep, like, let's look at that and let's see what we can do to really um, 
to help sleep. I mean, and one of the things, you know, lowering caffeine can be one of the things. Essential oils can help with with getting more rest, but just with the, the lowering stress as well and, and looking at what is keeping us awake can help with that. And Sleep is also, so important to healing and, and releasing stress from the body. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised, you know, how many people I talk to that aren't, aren't getting the kind of sleep and the kind of rest that will really help them get through the day. So well, and, and, another... and I'm glad you brought that up because this is the other thing. People, like stress, people don't realize. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize that they're not, that their sleep is as bad as it is and that they can do something right. about it. You know what I mean? I think that's, um, I worked at a sleep clinic for a year and mm. it was amazing how, I mean, just simple things you could do. And breathing and meditation will help your sleep as well. Yes. Right. All these things, yeah. I feel like they're all connected. And yeah. and then looking at our dreams, too. That's the other one that I just wanted to mention quickly and seeing, like, what, you know, our, our dreams have messages for us. And a lot of times we get the same message over and over and over again. And if we really start to pay attention <laughs> to what that yeah. is, we can unlock some of the stress that is going throughout our lives and, and see where we need to go to next by, by noticing what's going on in our dreams. I love that you just brought up dreams um, <laughs> because I too believe and have experienced, right? Those, those dreams where you keep getting the same thing over and over and it's like, what is, what is a part of me trying to tell myself? Cause I haven't been listening consciously. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. And for me, it's the same thing. Like I've learned a lot, you know, just being aware, like I would have anxious dreams a lot in my twenties and it's like, what, why am I, why am I dreaming about the same thing, the same feeling? It's like not necessarily the same circumstances, but the same feeling in a lot of my dreams. And as I worked in the other areas of my life, that shifted too. And so even just noticing mm. those things, we can start shifting things in our life. I mean, I feel like it's like all this unwinding process of, of you know, evolving and getting to higher levels of consciousness. I, and that's my thoughts of why we're even here on earth is to really it's to heal it's to heal and to become more conscious to heal so we can evolve right so we can evolve um Mm -hmm. is really why we're here and it all starts with the body (laughs) yeah right you know i mean i mean it's all connected it's all connected right but our our bodies we mm -hmm. really yeah all of it and we get to do this like to look at it as kind of fun and we like chose. we get to do we, this. We get to we like chose. figure this out. <laughs> I always tell my people who my people that are so frustrated some days and so like you know, like why is this happening and why am I here? I'm a gentle reminder to everybody listening, you know, I believe that we chose to be here at this time. Yeah. I really do believe our souls chose to be here at this time. So when you get frustrated, you know, with with stuff, it's like just that gentle reminder can sometimes bring a little more ease and peace. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it and it doesn't need to be too serious. And there's no yeah. right or wrong or perfect. We can just kind of like let's just do the best we can every day, and we'll learn something new. We keep on I, moving in that direction. I think just letting go of perfection. Um, 
would decrease a lot of stress for most people listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, right that's, that. that's, that's one of my, I'm going to add that in as one of my um, tips and tools. So um, Beautiful. So you have a, guest, uh, a gift for us, Restore Your Radiance. Can you tell us a little bit more about this gift? Yeah. So I have a webinar, um, which I think there's a link on your page where you can just sign up to receive the webinar. And I, I will be sharing three simple, sustainable ways to experience healthy digestion, all-day energy, better focus, and heightened creativity in this webinar. And then there's also a foods list there um, about foods to eat for energy and foods to avoid to have better energy, as well as the opportunity to sign up for a free consultation with me. If what I've shared and if you are interested in connecting with me some more, we can you can sign up for a 20-minute consultation and we will discuss your most pressing physical, energetic, or spiritual concern. Awesome. So you guys, you can get this, receive this amazing free gift from Nadia, Restore Your Radiance, by going to the link right below this audio and clicking it. And then um, it'll take you to her to her beautiful page, and um, you can sign up for that. So again, Nadia, I just want to thank you so much for this uh, keeping it real conversation today um, around stress and life balance and nurturing you. We we covered a lot of ground today, sister. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Tanya. I really appreciate this opportunity. It was a great conversation. I love what you're doing. I love what you're putting out there. And I know that your listeners must be getting so much from from your offerings as well. Uh, so thank oh, you for thank including you. me. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. And I just want to take a moment to thank everybody, everyone who is listening, joining us for the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. Thank you for joining us. I hope that we gave you some nuggets of wisdom today and some tips and tools that you can start using right away. And if you haven't yet, you can also receive the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint, which is my free gift, the 10 Keys to co-creating and living your healthy life of purpose, passion, with abundance and ultimate freedom. And that link is below here as well. And there's just tons of amazing gifts and speakers. So please do um, receive all your free gifts for the people that are calling out to you that you're really resonating with. And as always, um, I'm Tanya Penny, Self-Love Catalyst, Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Coach, and I want to leave you today with my favorite little quote, which is, remember progress, not perfection. So I truly do believe that if we are able to release or soothe that little perfectionist within us, that we can truly heal, receive, shine our light fully in the world. I look forward to seeing you soon. And um, have a beautiful, beautiful day of stressing less, life balance, and nurturing you. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Head over to tanyapenny.com to receive access to all the amazing interviews and valuable free gifts from the world's cutting edge mind, body, and spirit healers, coaches, and leaders, including Tanya's free virtual workshop, Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint. Heal and receive today at tanyapenny.com.